Welcome in to another episode of the Sound Flick Podcast. This is episode 35. Yeah. It's good to be back. Um, We didn't, I mean, we kind of took like a week hiatus. Yeah, we did. Because of the Halloween episode, there was a gap. But we are back with some movie news, uh, some movie talk, some recommendations, and some... Uh, probably some random stuff in between. Always got to have the random. We always, yeah. have to have the, we always have to have the catch-ups, guys. Be, um, before we get started, uh, I'd like to introduce my uh, uh, co-stars. Co-stars, oh, yeah. co-hosts. I feel like that's, that's the term that we've coined, is it's that hard. we're co-stars. It's hard to say co-stars because we're, we're all like the main people of the podcast. Right. Like It's not my yeah. podcast. I feel like we podcast. each equally have highlights. I feel yeah. like we all have our own like moments in the pod. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's just kind of like when you have a movie, you know what I mean? You have that's your co-stars true. that are there. So that's true. That's then, then why is there an award for best supporting actor? Ooh, that's a good point. I don't know. That's a really good point. I feel like that that's just money. Best supporting actor is just like money. You're not role. the main character, but but thanks for helping. Good the main job. Character. Good yeah. Good job <laughs> making this guy look good. <laughs> it's also about like length of scene. You know how yeah. how long are you in the movie how for? Long, yeah. That you makes know. sense. Yeah, kind of like what Jonah Hill won, won for Wolf Wall Street, right? Like Best Supporting Actor because of Leo. Yeah. All right. Yeah. See, and the best way to get Best Supporting Actor is to be like a very notable actor, but then play like such a pivotal role in a movie that like doesn't require you to do much. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you can end up winning. Like you'd be a really good actor, but you have to have one person that's like a little bit higher than you in status. So that way you both are like really good yeah. combo. Or yeah. you can actually be higher like the than formula? status. But like, you just have such a like. You just have a smaller role. That's funny. That people want more out of you, so you did your role so well yeah. that you win best supporting actors. Or Is actor. that like the formula to I get like Oscars? A, I feel like nowadays? that's a cheat code. I feel like yeah, that's like a cheat. Like directors are like, we're gonna win this Oscars, so we'll get uh, you and you, and uh, you guys will be perfect. It's like right? in Knives Out when Chris Evans was like. The antagonist. Yeah, and people kind of wanted more out of him. Yeah, but he was a supporting actor. That's yeah. wild though, because it's Captain America. Or if you get like, um, He's you know, what, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? You know, it's yeah, like, Brad Pitt. It's a, it's a Leo movie, but like, yeah, Brad Pitt. That's there. Like, He's just you there. Know? So it's like he doesn't wild. really do much. Yeah, it's wild. Think about but it. then he gets best supporting actor because yeah. he's Brad Pitt. So and Leo did all the hard work. Pretty much all he did was light up somebody over the flamethrower. Who, Leo? Yeah. No, he did a lot more than that. Brad Pitt did all the main fighting. Well, I, Technically, too. I wouldn't see it as man. like an action movie, but... I mean, yeah, I guess he it did a, do all the work. It was an action yeah, movie, but they were action stars. Man. It's yeah, still Quentin Tarantino, true. so people are going to die. Wild West movies. Are Anyways, what's good, y'all? My name is Ace Sincere. We didn't introduce ourselves. My name is Ace Sincere, yeah. Young Flacco, <laughs> Young Cine. It's your boy. Flacco. To my right-hand side, we have another one of our co-stars. Yo, yo, what's up, guys? It's No Reek. That's cool. You already know. Uh, we are here, episode 35. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, excited to to be here with y'all. Yeah. We got the low end going today, guys. And before we get started, follow us on all our social media accounts on uh, Twitter, SoundFlickPod, Instagram, SoundFlickPod. Uh, find some videos and episodes that we have on YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, SoundFlick Podcasts. So you just YouTube that or Google it and it should pop up. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get our visuals up there. And this podcast is also powered by Productive Culture. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you need your podcast done, Much uh, reach out to ProductiveCulture.com backslash podcast. And uh, get yourself set up so we can be uh, so you can sound like label us. mates. <laughs> we can sound good. So you can sound like us. I recently Lower. joined um, some discords and stuff. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Talk more about that, bro, because <clears throat> it's super intriguing. And um, I mean, it, it's, it's basically just a community, you know. So if you want to share your podcast there, people will give you feedback or get tips. So if you're a podcaster or you want to start a podcast, you know, also hit up productive culture but if you want more feedback there's so many different communities out there to to help you along the way and it's pretty cool it's just a huge community of podcasters or people that want to listen to new podcasts and stuff like that yeah definitely find your tribe yeah you can definitely. find your tribe that's the name of the game when it comes you to this are podcast who thing. you right. hang around with. that is true yes. that is true so hang around good people hang Who's around there? What's, that, what's that uh get well soon card with the cat Hang in there. Hang in there. Hang in there, friends. I remember hanging in there from Cat in the Hat when he cuts his tail off. That's, Son of a... And he just, yeah, just I always think of that. That's a good movie. That's, yeah, Mike Myers. Good. See, it's crazy, like, the small things that just are imprinted in our brain. 
like from from growing up. I watched that movie so many times when I was a kid. I don't know why. My little brother loved that movie. He loved that movie and Hairspray. Those are the two main movies I remember. That you go back and it's like hardly a kid's movie. (laughs) Was that like the movie that your parents would put? put on to like shut you up where it's like you didn't want to like they were like I'm gonna just put this on and you'll be good for a few hours that movie for me was Rugrats in Paris I had like three it was that movie the Spongebob Squarepants movie and um Finding Nemo Mm. yeah no yeah mine was Rugrats in Paris and I think Max Keeble's big move Hey, that okay. I see you on that. That's a yeah. that's, that's and I used a to argue, classic. I used to argue with people. That I didn't have the I didn't have movie. the physical version of that. So if I had the physical, I probably would have. But I, I had to find the name. I used to watch Harriet the Spy, and mm. I love that movie because it was in an orange VHS. Mm. And yeah, orange is my favorite color. Orange, orange cassette Yeah, it was fire. And then uh, Emperor's New Groove. Ah, Emperor's New Groove classic. I honestly I can't watch that movie now. I don't know why. I think there's something about David Spade that doesn't like. Fascinating. Why did he really? get like outed as a pedophile or something? No, he's just. He's just <laughs> I just I feel like all of our voice. heroes. Got it. I think like it's just, just his voice. This is really annoying. Did, Although I love like I'm John surprised, Goodman as Pacha. I'm surprised Adam Sandler wasn't in Emperor's New Groove. Sandler has uh, Sandler collected a Disney bag yet? I don't think so. Uh, he probably has, but more of like a live action. I don't think he's done voice. The only voiceover that I think he's known for is the uh, Transylvania, and that's a yeah, and that's his so movie. Is yeah. it? Is yeah, it his? that's his movie, yeah. Okay. So I thought it was Illumination. Because it has, Dreamworks. like, David Spade. Oh, no. He did Bedtime Santa. Stories. Bedtime Stories is a Disney movie, right? I think so. I'm pretty sure and it's a Disney movie. that's a good movie. one. Bedtime Stories is underrated. Yeah. It was a... If it's not, it's his movie. Like, he, he really just was like, I don't want to do anything and with then he anyone did Jack but and my Jill. stuff. I mean, I feel him. He he, he kind of caught that early that it was like, I need to have my own production company. I need to have mm-hmm. my own people. I need to hire all my homies. Exactly, and make it happen. So he yeah. he's probably sitting a on classics. a lot of money and a lot of classics for sure. Yeah, I mean, Or he'll just ball you up at the gym. He recently I, just he, dropped a movie on Netflix. He has like a Netflix contract for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't watch it, but. I heard about it. I wasn't intrigued it, in watching it. I saw the trailer. It kind of reminds me of like The Boy Who Cried Wolf type of movie right mm-hmm. like he just keeps telling people shit's going on they're like whatever and then when shit finally goes on they still don't listen to him i heard a critique that like a lot of people were upset that his character was basically baby nikki or water boy yeah, pretty water boy. much a little nikki yeah sorry little nikki or, or water boy that it was <laughs> yeah, just like that's what i thought i didn't even watch it some but... more yeah yeah a... you would think it'd be like the classic sandler film yeah but it wasn't there's this snl sketch um they use for like People that have tons of characters, like they did one for Jim Carrey, another one being Adam Sandler, mm-hmm. where it's like the Sandler family reunion, and everybody's there, but everybody there is like one of their characters. Mm-hmm. So like Pete Davidson was like Lil Nicky, he was like mm-hmm. announcing like the event. Um, one of the other girls was like Bobby Boucher. Other one was like, what's the movie? One uh, was like Happy Gilmore. Yeah, mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's, that's I think my it's, favorite. I think it's fire. But I, it's just I feel wild like that they can make a second Happy Gilmore. Yeah, they probably could. Carl Weathers is in that movie too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he just he he's does. in the Mando now. Yeah, he is in Mando. So yeah. dope. It's great to see him getting Grief work Carga. and, and being so like cool. a part of it. He yeah. actually directed the last episode. Really? Yeah, and he was in it. Yeah, it was that's really cool. super cool. All right, well, since we're on Mando, how you guys feeling about this season? I know we talked kind of talked about it briefly on a uh, on Zoom. I oh. love it. Yeah. I love it's it. Great. It's just full of surprises. Like, you, we still don't know what's happening. We kind of caught a brief glimpse last episode, right. but we still don't, like, timeline-wise, nobody knows what's going on. It's, like, before the First Order and, like, during the New Republic. So, you know. It, it is. I would say, okay, <clears throat> without being, like, biased, like, I love the show. Right. Mm-hmm. But it is a little slow. It's, like what's going just, on right yeah, now. Yeah, just tons of setups. It's, it's really slow, and we don't have... Um, there's no real objective that's going on yeah. right now. No, so just, just showing the journey like, at this point, yeah. Other than trying like, to deliver Baby Hoda. Yeah, that's but it. like, deliver it to who? Like, there isn't there isn't an objective. So literally, mm-hmm. he can have that objective and go to planet to planet to planet, just doing these side missions while he's trying to figure out who's Yeah, it feels it like too. one long RPG and you're doing tons well, of side quests. Yeah, I mean... I like that. That's a good I remember somebody um, explaining that it's kind of like a space western, but it's also like Dungeons and Dragons where, you know, everybody has their own mission and everybody has their own objective and, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. So 
So, I mean, even in the show when you're watching it, it doesn't even he doesn't even want to do some of the objectives. He's like, I just want to deliver. Yeah. This I just want to get this kid somewhere. But then also with that, mission. it's like, well, what is he going to do after that? Right. Like, I know he wants to I have a theory find that, the Mandalorians, but. I have a theory that after this season, he might not be the Mandalorian, but. They might still do the Mandalorian, but it might be like the Mandalorian Boba Fett, you know, type movie. Because they can mm-hmm. keep the title and mm-hmm. use they can keep do the title and use anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's fire. That is true. Yeah, that so, is true. But we'll, I mean, we're just gonna have to wait and see. There's yeah, a lot. Yeah, because he going doesn't even on. technically have a name. Like people yeah, just refer yeah, to him yeah, as Mando. Din, Din Jara. that's his name. Okay, I forgot what episode they say it in um, the first season, but yeah, his name is Din Jara. They never call him Din. They just call him the Mando. Yeah, because yeah, so who is. wants to get called Din? <laughs> hey, yo, Din Din, get over here! This is yeah, yeah. shoot your ass. Um, so let's dive into some quick news, and then we'll hop back to Pedro Pascal in a little bit. That dude, voice of an angel. Bro. Yeah, man, he's dope. I love him. He's <laughs> he's so cool. But um, let's get into some quick uh, news. You want to start it off? Yeah, man. Uh, let's let's news. stay in the um. Let's say in the Disney realm, but also everything's Disney realm because Disney owns everything now. Um, but no, um, again, everything's getting pushed back, right? So hopefully, uh, WandaVision stays for mid-December. Um, we were supposed to no, get... Jan- January 15th, bro. January 15th now? Yep. I've been, I've been off socials, so yeah. I'm ghost right now. But um, we were supposed to get Black Widow as well in, on... No, that's not on Christmas. That's Wonder Woman, right? Yeah. Okay. So up next, we got... Thor, Love, and Thunder, right? Getting talked about more and more. Um, so, thus, right now, Chris Pratt and Sylvester Stallone have both signed on to be a part of the movie. And I'm really stoked. Okay. Is, it, is, that, produ- is that directed by Taika? Yes. Okay. That's dope. I yeah. love that dude, too. Yeah, Taika is good because, as a director, I think he's respected enough where he can take a star and say, you're only going to do this. And they'll mm-hmm. be like, okay. Because they know that it's part of, like, a really good like, piece of the puzzle. Mm -hmm. Right. So, like, you can get Sylvester Stallone. Doesn't mean that we're going to get all of Sylvester Stallone. Now. We're probably going to just get, like, a a meaty scene of him. Yeah. But it's going to add to the whole entire effect of what's going on. It's just like watching Guardians 2 and seeing Sylvester pop up. Like, it wasn't just, it's not just a cameo. It's like, this is the bigger picture. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And, I mean, they had a scene with him and his old crew after Guardians. So, it's like, okay, maybe he's not just a side character. Right. They get partial partial bag as of right now, but the the big bag is soon to come. And then after, like, you know, Guardians, like, everybody kind of forgot about that scene. And, you know, especially with the whole James Gunn thing and him not coming back. And then now he's coming back. Unless you're Mm -hmm. truly, like, a movie fan, like, you're into everything about it from the behind the scenes stuff plus the film. If you're just a regular moviegoer, you can care less about like yeah. all the James Gunn stuff, you know what I mean? That is mm-hmm. true. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people like that went to go see Black Panther but never saw anything else, you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like they don't really know what's going on. Yeah, but they're just there because that's just history being yeah, made. It's yeah, it's history being made. Yeah. Um, but I mean, speaking of Black Panther, they are in the works, I mean, I I think they've always been in the works for a new Black Panther movie. Um, but supposedly, like, the rumor is that they're going for it with Shuri, which is what they do in the comics, you know? A lot of people don't think it's right the right thing to do because they feel like it's disrespectful to Chadwick. But, I mean... Who thinks it's disrespectful? The people that... That just have never regular, seen anything else. Regular movie guards. Like regular the people, like I said, like just they only went to go see Black Panther and nothing else, you know? So yeah. they don't really know much about the storyline. But um, I guess my argument to that would be like, I mean, they've had different Batmans. They've had different Supermans. Mm-hmm. They've had different Spider-Mans, you mm-hmm. know? Right. So, and it's not like they're just neg- neglecting him, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're doing, I already know they're going to give him a proper send-off. I think it's just right now they're trying to figure out how to execute that properly because it's going to be... Pretty tough. It's, it's gonna be tricky. It's sure. difficult. Um, I feel like that it I know that they said that they weren't going to do a CGI version right. of of Chadwick. Right. And like for humanity's sake, like I totally understand. But I think that that is a misstep. Honestly, this may be a hot take in what they need to do. Not for the whole movie. He doesn't need to star yeah, in the yeah, whole movie yeah. CGI. Right. But I feel like if if Shuri is going to go through the Black Panther path when she goes into the ancestral realm to see Chadwick there, I think would be a great homage to 
to Chadwick and the character, right. you know? Um, and it's like, how much do you give? Do you give a little bit? Do you give a lot? And that's yeah. going to determine it's, it's people's feelings. Very, very and tricky. It's Yeah, it's super tricky on it. What I also think is that with the multiverse, I think that they're going to bring Killmonger, or at least the character, as Black Panther in another multiverse. Right. And they're going to bring him in, but he's not going to be the Black Panther in our universe. He's going to actually instruct Shiri and maybe, I hope they do that. And maybe, like, not train her, but maybe, like, give her the confidence of saying, like, you can do this because he's basically going to be T'Challa. Right. You know what I mean? So hearing from her brother that she can do this, that. even though that her brother looks a little different, is from a different universe, may give her the... Um, the push she needs. The push, exactly. Right. Um, well, there, I already know when it, when it first got talked about after the first Black Panther, before the whole Ch- Chadwick passing, I know they mentioned that um, he was going to be back, uh, Michael B. Jordan. That he was going to be back oh, in they Black did. Panther 2. Okay, I, didn't know. I remember I they mentioned that. that. I'm not sure on what extent, because my I mean, thing is just like, totally okay, possible. is it going to be flashbacks? Like, you know what I mean? So anything could really happen, especially if multiverse is coming into play. Yeah, I mean, there's still WandaVision. There's still Doctor Strange. There's so many movies that are going to come out before Black Panther 2, so... Yeah, yeah there's three major time-altering movies that Literally, are coming out. Yeah, right. it's like you have WandaVision, you have uh, Multiverse of Madness, and you have Ant-Man 3, which is going to have Kang on there. Ant-Man 3. You know, Kang and the Kang, Conqueror. Kang the Conqueror. So having that time displacement, having the multi-dimensions, like, they're literally setting it up, and we don't know what strings they're really going to pull on going forward so you know we're gonna see we're gonna see starting with WandaVision uh, 2021 WandaVision I still don't know when or where or how that takes place but I'm I'm excited you know I'm excited for that I'm excited for more Disney plus stuff they've been putting some interesting stuff lately they had like all of a sudden they just have a push of content Mm -hmm. that seems pretty interesting so Mm -hmm. but still the app is trash yeah they, yeah. they it's so trash. Yeah, trash. It's just so bland. They gotta fix that. Well, I'm definitely waiting for more Falcon and the Winter Soldier. News. Yes, I was just about to bring that up. I'm There's actually more hype about that than I am WandaVision. There's nothing. That, well, both of them are taking place after Endgame, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, they, I actually saw some set pictures of the Miss Marvel TV show uh, being filmed. We were just talking about that. And with Oscar Isaac being cast as Moon Knight, you it's know so that far. that's gonna start. Filming soon. Wow. So oh, yeah, um, he is. Yeah. I think so what's dope is that pretty crazy. you finally have something that is like you have shows that are attached to the movies where you have these intricate stories that you can't tell within an hour and a half, two hour span. Mm-hmm. But then you're gonna take a whole season to kind of break this down and that's gonna be a setup. It's it's, it's it really is a cheat code because it's you view all there's tons of stuff that happen in movies. The word myself better. Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff that happened in movies that we don't know the background stuff. We kind of just get this like the summary of it after it already happened. Mm-hmm. So we're finally able to see all that stuff being weaved together mm-hmm. and it finally building up to what needs to be done in these upcoming movies. Well, it's mm-hmm. what they tried to do originally, but they realized that the politics and the bureaucracy of studios right. taking certain liberties and wanting to do things was an issue. So right. now that Disney has everything under one umbrella, right. yeah. for the for the most part. They're like, okay, except for Spider Man. <laughs> They're like, we're gonna double down on, um, on the shows to really make what yeah. we wanted to make in the first place. So. I, just, I just thought of this: a live action Spider Man show would have been awesome. Oh, it'd be it would be a hit, bro. Yeah. Like that's a that's a that's an absolute hit. Yeah, because I mean, all the movies. I mean, there's some okay Spider Man movies, but it's still really cool because of the universe and. All the villains and seeing that come to life in a, a show would have been cool. It would have been very Daredevil esque, you know. Mm-hmm. He probably would have popped in too. I think I my theory is that is that they're gonna do a Miles show, a Miles so. Morales show. I hope so. With live the, action or live action? Yeah. Okay. Live action Miles Morales show. It it checks all the boxes. What it hasn't been though, seen yet. I don't know if I was, I, we see that on. Disney um, Plus. I I mean, it would have to be another deal with Sony, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that that's pretty pretty much like the major hurdle. I don't know if Disney will pull the trigger until they have full rights, until they figure out a way to get full rights to Spider Man. Right. Especially the Miles Morales one. I feel like that one is like Sony's baby. Right. right. Well, yeah, it was something that they accidentally like figured out. Is that 
yo, you can tell like Miles Morales' story is so awesome. And mm-hmm. it also incorporates Peter in a way that like people who care about Spider-Man will really like get into. And it again checks all the boxes. It has yeah. the diversity that's needed in these types of shows and the and the representation. Like I've been playing the game and that's my, you know, we'll get into that later. But yeah, it um, looks fun. It's, I've seen a lot of gameplay. It's that. amazing. It's amazing. So you know, hopefully we'll we'll see. We'll see. I think Disney just took this year off and decided like, all right, 2021, we're gonna just smack everybody yeah, in the face we'll with everything. Yeah, because they've we'll had a year to just everything. Yeah, they've had a year just to work on all this content mm-hmm. to build up everything. All behind the scenes with like the subtle posts, mm-hmm. knowing that even though we don't post it, everybody else can talk about this shit. So we're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, free just the free marketing, the free there. promo. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of cool in the Miss in the Miss Marvel um uh, like set shot that they had, she was dressed up as Captain Marvel, but mm-hmm. like as like a kid, it almost looked like a yeah. Halloween costume. Yeah, because right. like Captain Marvel is like her icon. Exactly. That's when she becomes Miss Marvel. Obviously, she gets powers as well, some way. Yeah, we got to see how yeah. that how the Inhumans kind of fit back mm-hmm. into this, and then how they're gonna bring the mutants in. And it's, I almost it's, forgot it's about a huge thing. Yeah, about the Inhumans. That should be man. They did a show. Good. I heard it wasn't that good. No, the show's trash. Yeah. Super trash. They they just didn't do a good job at all. Yeah, so we'll see. But it's it's interesting because I feel like that the way that they're going to do the movie universe is that there's no way that they can have the Inhumans and the Mutants be in the same universe. Yeah. I think that they will basically divide them um, into different universes, by, but they maybe have come about similarly, which is going to be a a lot of the comic purists will be upset at that. Right. They'll be like, oh, man, that's yeah, not the way. That's not. But I think just for movie's sake, for it, exactly, just for making sense, they got to do that. This yeah. is the way. Yeah. I mean, they got to add all those elements. Like somewhere along the line, if you take anything out, it's kind of like a Jenga piece. Like it's just going to fall apart and not make sense. So mm-hmm. they got to make some type of sense. But yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's That's a very interesting universe right there. But um, any other quick news See, off the top um, of y'all head? Well, we got Wonder Woman at, um, um, what is it, uh, coming out on Christmas and HBO Max mm-hmm. and, and in theaters. And HBO Max? Yes. Yeah. Hell theaters yeah. and HBO Max, which I heard that director Patty Jenkins is not too happy about. Yeah, um, I think, but it's not, I, it's it not up to bag, her. That's why. No, it's not up to her. Warner yeah. Warner Brothers just pulled the trigger. It's been too long already, and they're just like so antsy. Well, I mean, it, they've already rebooted already everything. They're like, we we can't wait any longer. And they they have such a close partnership now with HBO, right. where a lot of their DC shows are coming out on HBO, and we have the Green Lantern show that's yep. that's getting prepared for that, Did which is really that. really cool. Um, we're not getting the main Green Lanterns, but we're getting like yeah, some like, of the other ones and some of the newer ones. I forget what it's called. The whole. I wonder if the um, core, the core Green Lantern core. I wonder if directors take into consideration like knowing COVID, no, knowing all, well, at least like taking on certain films right now, right? Um, if like she would be upset about more of the fact that this movie can be considered a flop because of the box office compared to the budget, you know what I mean? And having that under your belt, like, I oh, mean, well, I did Wonder Woman 84. We kind of talked about this you know with I mean? Mulan. Like, I don't feel like Mulan was a flop because it just wasn't put out in theaters like right. it was supposed to, you know? So, And everybody who's seen Mulan has said it's been great. Yeah. It, from who I talked to. It's just like nobody's willing to spend money and, you know, watch it at home. Cause, I mean, just most right. people just aren't into stuff yeah, like so that. Yeah, so for me, I'm just wondering if directors are just like, I don't want this under my, I don't want this under my, like, resume, like... You know what I mean? I think even though it's not considered, it. even though it's not considered a flop, right amongst fans, among people, the box office numbers that can be considered a flop. And I wonder if they're taking that consideration or like letting that affect their decision. Oh, also, with that news, um, for a director that that took the risk, Tenant is going to be available for streaming uh, December fifteenth. Right. Yeah, about I time, th- so I can watch it a third time. I think they always wanted to put it on the streaming, and it's just. You know, I think they got what they wanted out of it, putting it in theaters, putting it in drive I think I think Tenet was just that one film out of this year that made people want to go. Like, it made us go to Vegas. To you know what I mean? It made us yeah. go to Vegas. It made people go to the drive-in. Well, I feel like Wonder Woman's going to be, like, double that. Because right. Tenet but, was a whole new movie, whole right. new universe. It's a well-respected director, but 
it's no Wonder Woman where it's already established, you know, right. years and years. But again, so all that to say, like, I, I Tenet was the first of its kind, at least yeah. in this situation. So I'm wondering if Wonder Woman is going to go ahead and double that. Or you don't know, because if it is available for streaming compared to just theaters and drive-ins, will that affect it? So only time will tell. It, it should true. be, in, it yeah, should we'll be interesting, see. though. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll probably watch it in theaters and then watch it at home. Only because I'll probably watch it at home first, and if it's good enough, I'll probably slide with the girls yeah, yeah. to the drive-in. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. I think it might hey. be the reverse for me. Like now that it's gonna be available at home, I'm not gonna like rush to carve out time to go see it in the theaters. Mm-hmm. Like if I Planning do have the, the time, ahead, yeah. yeah, it's like if I do have time, I'll, I'll definitely go to the theaters. Or if there's like a theater open and everything is safe, like because I love going yeah. to the movie. Granted, theaters, but, when we planned what tenant, it was like a week ahead, but still like. I know, I know what you mean as far as like, all right, I need to go see Wonder Woman. I'm off this Friday around this time. I'm going to go to this exactly. theater. Exactly. I'm going to swoop like, up so-and-so here. Like, I feel you. Yo, I'm just turn on my HBO Max in my room. It's been and... a long day. I'm going to my room. Exactly. Yeah, I feel you. And just watch it. So. I just bought a... Oh, guys. Make sure... Are you guys doing any Black Friday shopping yet? I mean, it's not Black Friday yet. Yeah. There's no. tons of deals, though. I just got a 65-inch TCL TV for 200 I have too many TVs, so... Dang, 230 bucks? 230 bucks. Nice. TVs. There's nice. so many TVs in Clutch. my house. But, alrighty, let's let's move on to some okay, movie balling? talk. Some what? So you balling? <laughs> no. Like, it reminds you of Back to the Future. Just family. Like, 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 oh, do you have a TV in your home? Yeah, we have two. Wow, you must be rich. <laughs> nah, just family. Like, oh, I bought a new TV. You can have this one. And it's like that's usually okay. how it works. I have a I have a Panasonic TV, like my old one that I was using to play games on. Yeah, I'm just I, mean, I just sold that. I mean, the TV in my yeah. room, like my aunt gave it to me because she bought like this super huge smart TV. So I'm like, I'll take it. Might as well. Nice. Right. So I mean, literally, she might have got the smart TV I got. Probably. I want to get a projector. Um, Amazon. I got mine for like twenty something. Super clutch. Risky. It Why? is a little risky. How so? You don't know the quality. I'd rather see it tested in person, yeah, and then buy it there. I mean, you just get free. I mean, you just do the free return. Uh, It's too much time. But anyways, (laughs) this takes up way too much time. But um, let's get into some. Skywalker needs the Amazon drones to just come pick it up from his house, drop it off. (laughs) It's gonna fall somewhere along the way. Have you guys seen the food? Have you guys seen the food? uh, The food delivery drones. People are gonna be shooting that drone down. (sighs) That's that's a fact. Out of the backyard. Oh, is that a new TV? Shoot yeah. it down, dropping it oh like a goodness. like a supply package in Fortnite. That's some pirates. People stuff. are crazy, bro. They're gonna know the flight paths of the drones and be like, and just set it up where they can just plan it out, boop, and just pick it off. Or or they they might not shoot it. Well, some people might shoot it, but watch, they're gonna they're and gonna the, like EMP that those thing. Those are like some Amazon pirates, yeah. Right there, but um, Amazon pirates. That's crazy. I dig that. Yeah. That's actually pretty cool. That'd I mean, be a dope show. What's up, guys? My name is Jason here. We are the Amazon Pirates. Like Today's a, episode, we are in Moreno Valley, California. We got this EMP bomb. Let's see what we can get. Oh, my oh, goodness. Yeah. yeah. I mean, speaking of pirates, uh, this movie that we're going to talk about kind of reminds me of, like, space pirates or cowboys. And I saw someone mention it's like a— Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Margot Robbie being cast in Pirates of the Caribbean. No. I, I, I gave up on those that. films. <laughs> He's like, I don't care about that. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about the movie. But uh, the movie we're gonna talk about is um, it's a movie that came out two years ago at like film festivals. It's um, it's titled Prospect. Um, so it's 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 low budget. Doesn't really seem low budget to it, me. Not at all. That's like the one takeaway from this movie is that it was an independent, low budget film, and it was done really well. Yeah, yeah. It shot really well. Um. You know, like, pretty much, like I said, it's, like, about, like, space pirates or space cowboys. Pretty much the movie is about uh, a daughter and his, and, um, a daughter and her dad pretty much just going around in space. And they're, like, miners trying to get, like, this very alien gem out of, like, the ground. And you have to do it a very specific way or the gem can be corrupted and you lose Everything Loses value in it and all that. Loses the value and pretty much they're trying to mine it so that way they could sell it and they could live on this very expensive planet and pretty much retire. Um, but it starts off like in a spacecraft and um, it's very interesting. Like they don't show you space. They just show you the, the craft and it kind of shows you that, okay, these people don't really have a lot of money. They're just kind of scrounging around and right. trying to get parts trying to get to the next place so they can get money and then go to the next place and you know such and such 
So they go to this planet. Uh, I think they call it like the green planet or something. And um, supposedly there's this mine. There's this mine that where they can get all these gems and pretty much become rich. And um, along the way, the a bunch of mishaps start to happen. And I mean, it's pretty cool. Uh, I don't really know the main character's name. I should probably look that up. Well, the main character being Pedro Pascual. I thought, yeah, I thought he was going to be like the main, main character. But it's more so that girl, right? Yeah, more so the daughter. Um, But Petro Pascal, his part is just kind of like, I guess he's kind of like a minor too, but he got trapped on the world. So he's just trying to get out. Um, There's there's several parts where they get into situations where they have to, I guess, just, you know, maneuver their way out of it. Um, or just kind of like lie their way out of it and and just act like they know what they're doing. But it really reminds me of um, like The Mandalorian, how it's just like Space Cowboys. And I say The Mandalorian too because I've been watching it a lot. And when I saw him in this movie, in a space movie, in a space suit. And you hear the same exact voice as a Mando. I was like, oh, wow, this this movie looks interesting, you know. And it just came out out of nowhere. I didn't know it was going to drop. Um, so I mean, yeah, I I thought the movie was really interesting without giving any spoilers. Um, pretty much, yeah, I don't know, too many spoilers. No, yeah, I don't want to mention it. So for sure, be sure to go peep it. Um, the thing I enjoyed about this movie again, it was dropped by South by dropped at South by Southwest in mm-hmm. 2018. Um, you just get a really claustrophobic feel watching this movie. Of course, it being low budget, but it's done really well. Yeah. So it fits with the anxiety that these people are going through, but it also fits with them feeling claustrophobic in their spacesuits. Um, everything being done really well from the shots. Um, especially the the thing I enjoy the most is the scenery scenes, like when they're walking yeah, through the forest. Very alien. Um, you get yeah, you get very long, longer shots of them speaking, but you're just seeing the scenery mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. So I for sure go peep Pedro Yeah, They definitely films. wanted to make it seem like it was an alien planet and not just a regular forest. Um, so yeah, pretty much yeah, there's a lot of uh, weird situations that, you know, you, there's a part where uh, the dad, like something happens to him and you're like, oh, okay, that's like, what's going to happen now. You know, it's it's kind of weird. Right. Um, and then um, pretty much the main character, Sophie Thatcher, that's her name. She's just kind of like a teenager that doesn't really want to be there. She just wants to be back on her home planet where she was born. And, you know, she... she gets away a lot when she puts her music in her ears. She's just kind of living in her own world. And um, that kind of reminded me of me, you know, like mm. recently I went to Joshua Tree and like, you know, when you're out there, it's very alien. So, you know, putting it on my headphones and just listening to music, you just kind of get into your own world or just create your own world and just get away. So I guess that was kind of her getaway. And I don't know, it's very interesting. It's very, um, I, I guess I can relate a little bit. Yeah, it seems like that that's what, um, I think that that's like an interesting way that movies are portraying uh, coming-of-age stories now, is that they're portraying the kids as like getting into their music and turning away from the world. And I think that that's smart because, one, um, that's something that young teenagers do mm-hmm. anyway. You know, you look at Miles Morales with, like, his in-earbuds, and you look at, you know, Sophie Thatcher's character as well. And I think it's a very good idea because then you get to now make a soundtrack, mm-hmm. you Which know, to cool. a movie that that normally— and, and even uh, Chris Pratt, you know, because he's basically coming of age, too, because he got abducted yeah. when another, he was super young. Another movie I could think was uh, The Old Guard. Yes. Um, when the soldier is listening to Frank Ocean because mm-hmm. she's like, what's going on with my life? Exactly. Like, it's just so, a getaway, you know? Music, yeah, it's, music it's, adds that element and it's very relatable, you know? Even yeah. if you can't relate because she's in space and trying to collect a gem in this very toxic planet. Yeah, so. there's always a song that can attribute a feeling mm-hmm. that you have regardless of what situation that you're in. And I think that that's what's so cool about the relationship between... Uh, movies and music because movies are usually a depiction whether it's like uh, a fantasy or not it's a depiction of of that world's life and then the music that's associated with it Mm -hmm. is a constant so I think uh, 
in that relation, music is just so needed for human beings to be able to cope with whatever situation that they're in. Right. And um, that's just really cool because I think that showing that and highlighting that more allows for people to to get uh, more out of the music and understand the character more on a level because they're like, oh, well, I did that when I was in my room, you know, or I put on the music when, you know, we could even get into something serious, like when something traumatizing was happening, mm-hmm. you know, and, I and like, my mom was yelling at my dad or my dad was yelling at my mom and I just put the music on and everything was, was gone for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's just really special for directors and people who are making movies to pick up. I think that that's something that we're going to see yeah. a lot more, you know, going forward is that we're going to see characters really turn to music in order to overcome the um, what, what the pressures and what they're going through. Yeah. Yeah. A really decent movie, you know, not something that I really expected. I thought it was going to be more of like... Uh, they're going to be flying around planet to planet. Uh, kind of like, a, I really thought it was going to be like a Star Wars-esque movie. Um, I wish we would have saw some aliens, some actual aliens. Everybody was mainly human, mm-hmm. just trying to get this gem yeah. off the off the planet. Did so they, they mention can... the year that it was? No, they did not. They never mentioned no. like what year that it, they're... It seemed like very like, I don't know. I think they, I think they just left past. it uh, like very... Left all that open up for conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. To, you can create your own, like, what era it's in. It reminded me, why there's no yeah. aliens, it remind you know me I mean? of a movie called Ad Astra, where pretty much in the future, like, you can fly from planet to planet in a spaceship. And when you land on the planet, it's like airport, you know? Mm-hmm. There's a McDonald's, there's a subway, stuff like that. And it seemed kind of like that, because in the beginning of the movie, it shows that they're attached to a, a main spaceship. And then when they want to get dropped off, they disconnect and fly in their like little pod, and and then just go into whatever planet they're going to. So, mm-hmm. which is like Futurama, but in real life, yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember I wanted to see a real life Futurama movie. Oh, no. That would actually be pretty cool. I don't know. I could, I could dig that. Imagine Ryan Reynolds playing Fry. I can actually. Who would play a? Uh, I don't know. What's her name? The Cyclops. I, Angelina uh, Jolie. Yo, there's too many big names. I don't feel like all right, y'all. Uh, Those, that's just off top. Matt, Gra- like, Matt Grady. Yeah, Matt Grady I, I feel you off idea. that. Yeah. Matt Grady gonna sell our idea. Watch, and then have like Larry David play the grandfather. So many the big names. Who'll be the lobster? I, um, I don't even know. Probably the guy who plays the blue dude in the Mandalorian. You know who that is, right? No, Horatio Sands. Horatio Sands from SNL. Okay. Fire. Yeah. As soon as I found out that out, I was like, yo. There's a few comedians cool. in The Mandalorian. I think, yeah, Bill Going Burr being one of them, I think it's dope because you take these people that have such good sense of humors. Mm-hmm. Um, Even in the f- very first episode of The Mando, there's a comedian. I forget his yeah, name. Yeah, uh, John, John Leguizamo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was John Leguizamo. Oh, he was. Yeah. I, I forgot so. about that. Yeah. Wow. So. This, this yeah. cool. Shout out, shout out. Disney. No, well, like their casting is just on point. Shout out space movies. I just love space movies. Like, I, I think I, it's just a part of these people knowing that it, they're somewhat a part of a Star Wars franchise. Like, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. even just real quick before we go into, into Star Wars, just off of Prospect, do you think that um, that they did enough world building to create sequels yes. for that movie? Um, I think so. I mean. Uh, without getting any spoilers, at the end, there, there's, I mean, it's kind of spoiling it, but um, at the end, something happens that is one thing, and yeah, it's just really hard to explain yeah. without spoiling it. <laughs> but I mean, I could see another movie happening, but I don't really know what the storyline would be, because I mean, the whole storyline with this was pretty much just trying to survive on that planet and trying to get off the the quickest and the best way they could, because there was a time that they had to leave the planet or they were trapped there forever. Like nobody was ever going to come back and pick them up. So I don't know. We'll see. I feel like that was a big part of the story. I don't know if there would be another sequel or anything, especially it being like a, a small budget movie and um, just kind of like something, something probably like for a director just to get off, you know, like a launch pad and be like, all right, I can, I can show this to, other uh, companies or other... What a way to pitch an idea as well. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Especially with somebody like Pedro Pascal, right. you know, in the movie. It was really cool. 
really, really cool to have him. Yeah, what's your, what's your movie idea? Just give him the whole movie. Yeah. And then be like, all right, it's, we can set it up for marriage. Yeah. Fine. Yeah, I'm curious, like, what at what level um, the Netflix negotiations go, you know, as far as, yeah. like, because they're starting to have, obviously, you know, big names that are in these Netflix movies that are, like, the new B-movies almost, like, so to speak, um, that don't necessarily have to go through certain production covers, like, is it exactly the same as far as the negotiations are concerned? Or, like, is there, like, a... I wonder if it's if it's edged out for, like, new directors and, like, new people who are trying to do stuff? Or is it, like, um, it's really open forum for people to kind of, like, grasp this? If if you have to, like, sell your movie, are there, like, Netflix, like, yeah. seminars where I you gotta feel like bring a, it? I feel like a lot of the movies aren't built from scratch. Like, they don't go to Netflix and be like, I have this idea. A lot of people go and they're like, I already have this movie done. Um, it's hard for me to put it in theaters. It's hard for me to put it on the streaming sites. Right. But right now, you guys are the perfect platform. Maybe you guys can, you know, build some promo and, you know, get some um, interviews for the artists and stuff mm -hmm. and then put it out on Netflix, you know? Yeah, I feel like Netflix is like Dat Piff, but for music, yeah. mm -hmm. but for movies, you right. know, like like a little bit more notoriety, but like it's like, yo, this is the platform where right. I have to put my mixtape out through here because right. so it's I'm like not signed it's... to a label and they're not going to like put it out through a huge production company. But all these actors film so many movies that never come out, mm -hmm. you know, that it's like... Yeah, they're all in the same. And I feel like Netflix, because now they go to these small film festivals like South by Southwest or Cannes, um, they like see all these people that don't have a platform. They're like, okay, you have that movie done and ready and you showed it do you have a plan on what you're going to do with it next and a lot of people are like well it was supposed to be on this company but they they kicked us so now we're just kind of pitching it to anybody and netflix is like all right we'll buy it yeah it's funny it's like they're the mm -hmm. they're the mixtape post it's funny. yeah yeah i mean i feel like it's good for them you know like they're 100%. getting they're getting easy movies they're like it's already done you know we're the platform if you want it and you know, let's get it going, you know? And it helps their credibility because more people will come and be like, oh, I it have a It gives that sense of um, accessibility to have all these other people reaching out to them rather than to the other streaming sites. Yeah. Yeah, that's fire. Yeah. I'm interested in what the back end looks like for Netflix and, like, how they pay out people. Because I feel like there are some people who pay Netflix to get it on Netflix. Could be, yes. And then there's other times where Netflix will pay other people to be like, yo, we want to have it on here. Or maybe there's like a, like a length of time where it's like, we're going to pay you these millions to have it on here for three months, yeah. four months. And if you want to keep it on there, then you have to pay us a certain amount of time. You know, or yeah. you could, or it'll just be there for the time that our contract's up, you know, Very something true. like that. Which boggles me because... Like when, uh, remember they're going to take Friends off of Netflix and then Netflix paid like almost 100 mil just to keep Friends on there for another wow. year. Mm -hmm. They got the bag, bro. Do people even watch Friends? My mom loves it. I don't, <laughs> I don't find Friends It's just like one funny. of those casual viewings. Like yeah. I don't watch, I don't, I'm not I don't watch like Friends that. like that. I don't uh, watch How I Met Your Mother. I just saw the, uh, I love How I Met Your Mother. Well, no, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, you know, shows like that. It's it's just very interesting. I'm just I'm happy that Netflix is getting like all the black shows right now, all the one on ones, all the one on one, you know, half and half. It's such and, a good intro song. Oh, it's great! It's great. Like all those shows, yeah. the Moesha's and everything is is really cool. So, yeah, me I think there, there's um, a Christmas movie coming out. It's like a full like black cast. It's called Jingle Jangle. Yes, yeah, with uh, my man Forrest Whitaker. There's a lot of my guy, a lot bro. of names in that. So. I'll, I'll watch it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check it out. It, it seems like... It reminds um, me of the Santa Claus movies. Yeah. With, um, what's his name? Tim, Tim Allen. Allen. Yeah, it's like that mixed with like Hugo. I don't know if you guys ever seen Hugo. With Johnny no. Depp? Um, I, I don't know. I don't think Johnny Depp was in it. Sasha Baron Cohen was oh, in it. Oh, wait. I'm thinking of Rango. My bad. Yeah, Rango. That's classic. Hugo. But Hugo is like a... Um, it's like... It has like a little bit of magic to it. Like these kids like build this this robot and like this robot like magically doesn't necessarily come to life but there's like a gear that you put into it that initiates like this whole mm. magic thing and um jingle jangle kind of reminds me of that which i'm happy about because honestly magic i saw um you know one of those memes where they're like your favorite christmas movie 
And it was just nothing but white faces. Yeah. And I was just kind of like... Too many white faces I, in I Christmas just, movies. Yeah, I just really thought about it. And I was just like, damn, there really is like no representation when it comes to Christmas movies. Yeah. Like so many people celebrate Christmas, you know, similarly, but with slight differences within this country that I would love to see more of a push towards uh, more, representation more representation when it comes to Christmas movies, for sure. Before yeah. Christmas is over and no one cares about it anymore. <laughs> It was a good Christmas movie. This Christmas with Chris Brown. Chris Brown. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's in that was movie. he even the main character? In no, that? no, he wasn't. It was like it, it just, which is was crazy. Good. It's crazy that he said. I like, was like Chris Brown. Chris Brown in this Christmas, like, well, it's because he sings the this Christmas. Yeah, Megan Good's in it too, right? Yeah, and Good's in it. Idris Elba's yeah. in it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people that are in it. Before you mention Chris Brown, Chris Brown. Look, That's I crazy. think I'm just tired. It's been a long yeah. morning. But um, all right. So I think we've covered everything. How y'all uh, feeling before... about uh? How you guys feeling about like recommendation stuff right now? How you guys been peeping anything new or peeping anything old? Because your boys just been going back and rewatching episodes. Um, anything old? Not really. I've been watching The Mando a lot. Same. So, I watched a new episode last night. That's, that's my recommendation. That's if, recommendation. If you haven't seen season one and you want to get into it, um. It's really cool. Or, I mean, I've been... Another re- another recommendation, just Star Wars related, Clone Wars. Um, Absolutely. Because a lot of... Yes. A lot of stuff has been popping up in the Mando for Clone Wars. And mm-hmm. everybody has been recommending that to me. Right. So, I recommend that as well. Yes. Clone Wars is essential watching. And I know that it wasn't essential watching at one time. Mm. And I feel everybody who's... Which is weird because that's all George Lucas. Yeah, it was just people were weary because of the animation that that it was. The story that it was there. But like it, when I got, when I actually sat down to watch it, the first two seasons, you know, you're kind of like, okay, all right, kid, kid kind of stuff, like for sure. But then it just, it shows you the Star Wars universe in a way that no movie has ever shown the Star Wars mm-hmm. universe. Like, they go to more planets. They bring up more Jedi, more Sith, more... Like, it's just so much that's yeah. going on that it actually enhances all the movies. Because right. it, when you watch Clone Wars, you're like, yo, okay, so this is how Grievous was in the third one. Like, this is how he came up. Mm, this right. is... Oh, snap. Palpatine was doing this a long time. Oh, wait. So that little subplot that happened in... For yeah. what came from this, you know, and it was just, it, it's awesome. So I feel you on that recommendation. Yeah, it's really cool. It, it, it helps you a lot because like you said, there's a lot of in-between stuff and there's a lot of characters in the, in the, in the show. And some of them are starting to pop up in the Mando, even though the Mando takes place in a different timeline uh, than Clone Wars. So. Well, not necessarily different timeline, just in the well, future. Well, no, different timeline, yeah. Right. Diff- di- later in the timeline. Yeah. yeah, later in the timeline, for sure. Um, So I haven't been watching, like, crazy shows right now. I've been busy wrapping up this project being Ghost. But I've been on my YouTube game, and Slice, there's actually Slice. this, you know, it's your boy. <laughs> um, There's this YouTube channel I subscribe to called Screenplayed, where they take really well-known scenes and then they show you the script along with that scene to show you the amount of improvisation that goes into oh, these cool. films. That is cool. So one of them was Samuel Jackson's final scene in um, in Pulp Fiction to show how he improvises. Or another one is Leonardo DiCaprio's scene in Django. I feel like a lot of people improvise in Quentin Tarantino movies. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send you guys some videos to that. But if you guys haven't checked out the screenplay on, uh, on YouTube, mm-hmm. go check that out. Because there's tons of movies on there. Again... It's just showing the um, the ability that these actors have to make these great films and us not realizing that, yo, like, you came up with this yourself. Like, well, you, you also have to earn that. Yeah. You know, I feel like as, as an actor, you have to earn your ability to improv, like, correctly. They're, right. they're not going to just give you that off top. Right. You can improv and it be stupid trash. Exactly. But, like, if you have something that, like, sticks. Yeah. It's like, definitely harder doing other movies that are, like, well-established opposed to movies that are, like, original, like, Quentin Tarantino movies. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So that's definitely true. go go peep, uh, go check out the screenplayed YouTube channel. Um, again, you should watch that Pulp Fiction Samuel L. Jackson scene because that dude went off without even no hesitation. I do not doubt Perfect. it. Perfect. Nice, nice. Um, my recommendation is for all of you gamers out there. Um, I'm if you have a PS4 or if you have a PS5, look at you. You need to get <laughs> Spider Man Miles Morales. It is fire. Is super fire, and um, it it's just such it's just such a great 
put together game where you play as um as Miles and it really encompasses his culture and the voice acting that's there and the livelihood of of New York is and Harlem more specifically cool. is very is just so it's captured very well and his uh hobby of making music is something that's very apparent in the game as well mm. and it just it blends it it's like make beats in the game or what Bro, have any... I'm sampling right now That's cool. in the game. In does the game, it, I'm sampling. Does it have like button mashing sequences where he's like DJing or like sampling or spinning? Or I anything? haven't beat the game yet, but okay. but literally right now I'm like I'm sampling a project. Like that's, that's part cool. of that's part of one of the side missions that I'm doing. And I'm like, this cool. is crazy. And it's like if you played the original Spider-Man for PS4. So it's a um, step up from that game. Yeah, it is. And it's dope because it it like takes place. Fun. It takes place like um, during winter break, and like Spider Man has to leave New York to go take care of something oh, from what happened from what happened in his game. You know, he has right. to go travel, and he was training Miles in his game at the end of it. Right. So now you you're basically like on your own doing your thing, and then like you know shit hits the fan. Obviously, yeah. You know, so he has to like step up and do his thing, but. Um, it's it's such a tight knit story. It's dope. Like trap beats are playing while you're swinging. Like it is. Yeah, we're on Zoom and Erika's like, crazy. Look, I'm swinging. He's dancing while he's swinging. <laughs> it, it was crazy. I I just love when they take Spider Man out of the city. Like I just hate when he's all just in the city the whole movie or mm-hmm. the whole game. So mm-hmm. that's kind of interesting. Well, Spider Man can't yeah. be Spider Man anywhere else. He can't be Spider Man in L A. Maybe downtown. He could. I feel yeah, like he could. could. He could be Spider-Man wherever he wants. I mean, he went to Washington, D.C. and he was Spider-Man. Yeah, but... He went to he Italy. Went to the, he went to the highest building there. He went to just Italy. Just to swing on, I don't know. Yeah. It's a hot I mean, they, they definitely have to um, get creative. Yeah. He has to get creative. But that's what I love. They're getting creative instead of yeah. like, oh, there's just a bunch of buildings that he can... Right. They have to get creative. Mm-hmm. Right. Know, so. Yeah, so in the second Spider-Man game, which they're probably working on um, now... Um, and that'll Already. come out in the next two years. Um, I'm interested in where they're going to take him because I don't think he'll just be New York. Like, it'll be... That's dope. It'll, I think he'll be traveling at that time, which is pretty cool. But I highly recommend um, getting the Miles Morales game if you are a fan of, of music, if you're a fan of comics, especially if you're a fan of Spider-Man. It is a great story. It's a family story. It's It pulls at your heartstrings. It's fire. I'm contemplating getting both consoles that... The new Xbox and the new PS5. You should. We'll see. After I build my PC. Not yet, though, because there's no, not, you, you, there's you not have enough to wait. Games. You have to wait for the first batch to be done. You have to wait for the hype to die down. That's have usually to. how it goes with next, with next-gen consoles. Have to. But other than that, thank you all so much for listening. Again, this has been the Soundflix Podcast. My name is Ace Sincere. And I'm Norik. That's cool. And I'm Skywalker Mike. One last time, be sure to go subscribe to our Patreon. We need to update that. But go follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Yes. Follow our individual accounts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be posting new stuff real soon. But other than that, bless y'all. Peace. Peace.